You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Live at the studio of Worldwide Sports Radio. All right, let's go. It's the third and long show. And here's your host, Maddie Caps. Welcome, everybody, to a brand new show of Third and Long here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, uh, Bohemia, Long Island. You got myself, Mr. Matty Caps, here, along with uh, Mr. Vinny Rubo here as well, my co-host and producer. But, man, what a weekend it was uh, in the sports world. The NFL Combine was unbelievable. Baseball starts in, what, two and a half, three weeks, right? Three weeks since the first game, March 28th or something. Or 27th, whatever it that. Is, yeah, it's almost coming up. Yeah, it's, that's right around the corner. And then all the NBA stuff and the drama going on with that. But we have a lot of stuff to talk about. But Mr. Vinny Rubo, how was your weekend? How's everything? Uh, the weekend was all right. It was pretty good. Uh, just worked a little little bit of snow we had. But besides that. We were, we were supposed to get an awful amount of snow that I thought we were going to be canceling the show today. You know they're always wrong. Completely wrong. In every, in every which way. I would love to be a weatherman. Anybody could be a weatherman, if you want me to be honest. Now, with you. are you one of those people who watch the Combine NFL um, at all? I don't watch it. I watch some of it when I can. But um, otherwise, I'm just, I read about it. And that's what I try to do all my uh, research and stuff on. And the Combine has been pretty interesting to go. Uh, my boy DK Metcalf is just an absolute sight for sore eyes that's for sure he's an absolute behemoth 1.9 percent body he doesn't even look like a wide receiver no it's scary he could play defensive end if if he really wanted to and he's a wide out but uh we we're gonna get into the nba first there's so many stuff i want to talk about so much stuff within the nba that i want to talk about um one of the first things i want to talk about that we're going to get into about are the L.A. Lakers going to make the playoffs? And if they don't make the playoffs, is that going to be a big hit to LeBron James's legacy? That's the first thing we're going to talk about. Then later on, we're going to get into are the 76ers pretenders or contenders? What will be their Achilles heel come playoff time going forward? Um, who's the bigger mess right now? The Boston Celtics or the L.A. Lakers? I'm sure Vinny and decisions, I. Decisions, decisions, right? I'm sure Vinny and I will go at it with this because we're both going to say different things, I'm sure. And, uh, yeah, that, that that's really it for the NBA. So let's get into it right now. The L.A. Lakers over the weekend lost to the bad, bad, bad Phoenix Suns. Worst team in the NBA bad. Worst team in the NBA bad. And we all know the Suns aren't trying to win, but they happen to beat the L.A. Lakers when LeBron James is so-called engaged in playoff mode now going forward. I mean, but did you see some of that game? Just the body language from LeBron they don't, he was not good. One, I mean, he doesn't look happy. He's drawing from the out-of-bounds or behind the backboard. Seen, I've never seen that like, before. And he doesn't I, even care. I've and, never and, in my life seen that and, before. I mean, when you're getting that type of body language and, and the way he from looks, the player. way he's yelling at players, um, you know, from your yeah, from your Hall of Fame, uh, he's supposedly the best you know player ever, and that's the type of 
you know, body language that you're getting from him. First off, Luke Walton is, is done. He's, oh, he, he's, he's, all, he's getting he's out a, here at the end of the season. Sitting duck, yeah. and he's, you know, um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they went to, you know, Tyron Lou again. No, LeBron James won't, won't allow that. No, uh, I think they. I think I know they're, they're, that's what they're, I'm listen, hearing. That, listen, I listen. think that's. There's been talk about Tyron Lue, but LeBron James chased Tyron Lue out of Cleveland. So what makes? No, 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 no. That, yes. that was more. No, that was Tyron Lue was here this year until the first couple of games, and it, it wasn't during LeBron's thing uh, era. Yeah, hundred percent, it was. But what? But what? LeBron needs he doesn't I don't think he wants to start again with a new coach I think it's someone that he is used to he liked Tyron Lue as much as you think he didn't he did he was a big Tyron Lue guy he brought in Tyron Lue and I think you know I think that's that's what the route that the Lakers are going to go after this year honestly if you ask me I think Tyron Lue is going to be the Lakers coach next year I think it could be Jason Kidd as well he he's been talking about not again. I think it's going to be someone you know. LeBron is too late in his career for him to I think start over new, start over new coach new. I think it's going to be Tyron Lue, someone that he knows already and that he's a, he adjusted to. Okay, he won a championship with him, so I think I think it's going to be Tyron Lue. But I think we could all agree that you know uh, Walton Luke Walton is out of here. Yeah, oh yeah, Luke Walton. <laughs> he is like, done. Like you said, Luke Walton is a sitting duck for for the LA Lakers. Um, Magic Johnson knows he made him a, uh, a mistake going forward with that uh, hire and whatnot, but Luke Walton's as good as gone. But looking at the LA Lakers and whatnot, and Vinny, I'm going to ask you this, and I, I'm going to answer it as well, because if the LA Lakers don't make the playoffs this season, when they were supposed to make the playoffs, I had the LA Lakers finishing you know, between uh, Walton, three Luke and Walton, eight. Is that- I have them finishing between three and eight. You know, uh, the, uh, the- I, I before the season started, I, when LeBron James went to the Lakers, I had the Lakers finishing between the third seed and the eighth seed. Okay, now they they're sitting there in the eleventh seed, two games back from the eighth. I think eight. three and a half out. Three is it three and a half? Ch- so. Check that because I thought. Uh, first right, off, tonight's last time game. I checked. It's a must win, of course. Everything is a must win. the Clippers, win. but this no, but this one. The, I mean, this is your, your the eighth place team, the seventh place. I think the Clippers are seventh now. This is a must win. If you're going to make the playoffs, you need to win this game tonight. Yeah, I, but listen, uh, of course, of course, but I don't know if that if if that's going to happen they're with seventh. the way they're playing. Uh, you look at it though, the L.A. Lakers, um are struggling right now big time. There is no reason whatsoever yeah, for, for the Lakers to not make the playoffs and for not be playing better. There's no reason for the L.A. Lakers to lose to the Phoenix Suns on this planet. The Phoenix Suns are worse than the New York Knicks with the way they play. There's a reason why the NBA almost got involved with the Phoenix Suns and the ownership and all that nonsense because they're so bad and with the comments coming from the players' mouth, they weren't happy. How do they lose to the Phoenix Suns by nine points? I'll tell you how they lose by nine points. They look disengaged. They look like they don't want to be there. Did Luke Walton lose the locker room already? These are all questions that are going to be asked. Vinny and I have said it. Luke Walton's going to be fired at the end of the season. He's no longer needed. He was never needed. Uh, Magic Johnson knows he made a mistake hiring Luke Walton, even though Luke No, Walton- it, it was before LeBron, I think. I think it's just it's just this is just not one of LeBron's guys. No. Uh, he doesn't trust him. But he- but now but now let me ask you this, Vinny. Does this show that it is so easy to coach the Golden State Warriors? Because keep in mind, 
Luke Walton went twenty four and one. Well, or no, no, no. That's that's a different ball game. That's a whole different team. That is. Um, no, you but, know, but this is what I'm saying. Does it show that it's so easy to coach the Warriors, but if you go to a different team, your coaching skills really do come into play? Like, the- Well, I think we can agree that if you're coaching the Warriors and you know during those years, I think it's, you're, it's easy to say that you're going to have a high win percentage no matter what. I mean, you have you the and talent. I, you and I would be you have the talent. Them. Mm-hmm. You, there's not much coaching you need to do. Um, you know, game in and game out because for the most part, you're going to be blowing out these teams, you know, and so I don't think it's as important, you know. Now you're seeing he's going to have to really coach. He's going to have to coach these young guys too. I mean, this is a young team besides LeBron and a couple of guys that they brought in for one-year deals and whatnot. Well, besides Lance Stevenson, JaVale McGee, uh, Tyson Chandler, and Rajon Rondo, this team is relatively young with Mo Wagner, uh, Josh Hart, Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma. Lonzo Ball, and, and, and now the question remains, do you think missing Lonzo Ball is a huge miss for the L.A. Lakers? Because right now, if you think about it, it looks like it. And, I again, I'm a big critic of Lonzo Ball. I don't, don't want to give that much credit to Lonzo Ball, too, because, you know, but, I mean, it does show you that, you know, he is missed out there. He's another ball, uh, you know, ball-dominant guy, but he's good on the defensive end, too. He's uh, underrated, I think, defensively with steals and stuff and whatnot. Uh, you know, they they could very well be missing Lonzo Ball, but do I think that it's a bit drastic difference if he was in there? I don't, no, I don't think so. I think I, th- I think it's a big difference. I, I mean, look at it. They're losing games. The L.A. Lakers are losing games that they should not be losing. But these and they are haven't games, done it all season, though. That, th- this, but this, this is my started point. happening towards – Towards uh, it was the LeBron injury, but then he came back, and you know this trade talks. I mean, this is the elephant in the room right now. This, of is, course, this it is takes not, a toll on these young kids, and that is the biggest problem they that checked, we, they, they have. mentally checked out. To me, doesn't it look like that? All, all the kids you think are mentally checked out? Yeah, I mean, even after the game, Kyle Kuzma was like, "I don't know what's wrong." Like, you know, we this we it needs to be fixed, but you know, he he he. Didn't really seem like he cared too much. Uh, yeah. I mean, I I guess so. Um, and by the way, they're three and a half. They're four and a half out of the eighth four seed. Four in the loss column. Jeez, with with what the sixteen games to go? Some uh, something along those lines. They played sixty three yeah, games. Sixteen left. To, no, they have nineteen left. They played sixty three games. You play eighty two, right? Nineteen. Right, games right, right. Left. My bad. Not, not nineteen games left. But you look at it. You lost to the Suns. Um, I didn't actually catch that game when you when uh, to the Suns, but I did watch the Bucks game on Friday night or Thursday night, whenever that was. And that's a game that they were winning the entire game against the Milwaukee Bucks. And then at the end, it was just see, stupid. I didn't see that game. So, I watched that so game, and winning? it was just costly turnovers in the last five minutes of the game. I don't think they scored a point until it was like the garbage points when they were already down ten. But up until two minutes, uh, up until a minute and a half left in the game. They were in the game. They were down by five or six. And this is all because they left guys wide open for three. Their defense is absolutely atrocious. Kyle Kuzma started off so hot. He plays, had a great three quarters of the season. Kyle Kuzma, the last two weeks, has been non-existent. Brandon Ingram has been actually playing better than Kyle Kuzma, which is shocking to hear me say because I'm a big uh, Kyle Kuzma fan and Brandon Ingram uh, critic. But... It's just crazy, but this all goes down and stems down to LeBron James. Is LeBron James the problem? Is he the problem in L.A.? And 
you could honestly say he really is for what he did during that free agency and trade well, uh, during th- that trade. The thing deadline. is, he's just not used to losing. So once these losses pile up, I mean, when's the last time we've seen him in this situation like this? His rookie year. I mean, he hasn't had to endure losing like this for this stretch. You know, to be talking about you know a playoff spot. I mean. They have a 0.9% chance to make the playoffs, according they, to... Vegas does gives them minus 900 to not make the playoffs. They're, they're like plus 850 to make the playoffs, or plus 1250 or something. Yeah, so, and, and so the odds are not in their favor right now. I mean, obviously, if you have LeBron, I mean, you, you can never say you're completely out. But, you know, if this was... with. Any other team without a LeBron James on it, I mean, we would say they're already done. This, but since this LeBron is James is on the team, we give him a benefit of the doubt. Of course. And you got to give LeBron James but any team he's th- on. Even this is, I think, too, especially if they lose tonight, done. I mean, I, this I, is a Clippers team that's right above them. They're, they're a seventh right seed. This is, a, this is a, a must, must, must win if they want to make the playoffs. And you're going you're gonna to see tonight if there's fight in this Lakers team still. Well, we're going to see, and, <laughs> and it's going to have to happen because, like you and I both said, they need to win this game if they want to have any shot. If they lose this game, you're right. It's out. It's not even But do you, think, do you think this tarnish – if he doesn't make the playoffs, it tarnishes his legs? But that's my question, and I absolutely do believe that if he does not make the playoffs this year with the Lakers, it tarnishes everything that he – Tried to build, even though he's the reason for super teams. So he doesn't get a mulligan, a one-year? No, year, absolutely a one year. not. LeBron James is the best player on the planet. There's no way in hell the best player on the planet gets a mulligan unless he's playing well, with let me, you, with let me. Let me ask you this. He's is, playing with two number. Is he still the number one player right now? Right now, in the, in the NBA, is he the number one player? No. I take, I take Durant and Giannis over him right now, and Kawhi Leonard. Those three guys right now over him with the way those guys are playing. Okay, but again, he's still LeBron James. He still put up unbelievable season after season after season. He's still putting up an okay season, not up to his standards and where they need to be. But this definitely tarnishes his legacy, and there's nothing that's going to make me think differently. You ran the East for how many years? Uh, for the past eight years making the NBA Finals, right? Am I right? I, th- that's a record. Eight pa- years. Past eight years in the NBA Finals. That's coming. not a record. I, I mean, Bill uh, Russell's but, uh, I mean, yeah, one eight straight. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you you look at it, you, you made the Finals eight straight years out of the East, and everyone's been tooting your horn saying you're the best player in the world. Now you come to a young Laker team, okay, who right now their record was better at this time last year. Their record was better last year than it is this year, okay? You come to the West – Barring your chest like you're King Kong and whatnot, thinking you're going to easily waltz through. And it just shows that it's a different animal from the West Western Conference to the Eastern Conference. And these young kids, the stuff LeBron James did with him running his mouth to the media about free agency and stuff. And these kids are all over social media, 2021, 2022. When they're not uh, when they're not playing basketball, they're on their phones, on their social media accounts, Twitter, Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram. They're on their social media accounts. They read what everybody is saying. They read what you said, LeBron James. They read everything you said to the media. They hear everything you say. The fans hear everything you say, and that's why they all chant during the game. 
when they played uh, that game about a month ago when they all Indiana? took to, to, to Brandon LeBron's Ingram. LeBron's going to trade LeBron's going to trade you. Like, they know what's going on, and it takes a burden. LeBron James, listen, do I think when it's all said and done you'll be the second or third best basketball player to ever play the game? Yes, I do. I do, unless Giannis and other people really, really make a strong push for it, which is possible, but you'll be retired before them. Um, Father time always wins, and there's a lot of mileage on your legs, okay? But you look at it, you can't be doing this type of nonsense when it comes to your team. You can't be putting these young kids down. They, they look up to you. They know you're the leader. They know you're the best in the world. You can't be doing things like this when you want to call yourself the leader. Like him yelling at the guys yesterday. You yelled at a 19-year-old 6'11 rookie named Mo Wagner over one mistake. LeBron James, did you watch your game? Did you watch game film? Did you know what you did throughout the game? You have been disinterested since you got injured, if you want me to be honest with you. Who makes a careless pass behind the backboard and throws it back out of bounds? And but no not, one, not even doing. No anything. one ever questions LeBron about that. Never, ever. <laughs> but if it happened to Brandon Ingram or Kyle Kuzma or anybody else, all hell would have broken loose. Hell would have frozen over. It would have been the end. Okay, you have to start taking more responsibility. And the first thing you got to do is just shut your mouth. I mean, the Lakers are so toxic right now that even Carmelo Anthony might not want to go to the Lakers. You know, I know it's mutual that the Lakers and, and Carmelo had talks, and, you know, he might – I don't think he's going to be going now unless the Lakers make a playoff push. But even that – it comes to that to where, you know, I know it's two-sided, but Carmelo says that he, you know, that he's going to wait until a playoff chance, you know, with the Lakers – and you know, vice versa with the Lakers. So I mean, it's just it's just getting really bad for the Lakers. It's getting bad in that locker room. And you know, will is this the is this the low point or is it going to get worse? Well, that, that that's a question. It, is this a low point or is it going to get worse? And I honestly I can't see it getting much better. If you want me to be honest with you, I the the entire Laker team looks like they just don't want to be there. They just look like the the season's over. They just want to go on their yachts and then just enjoy enjoy their pre uh, their off season. Honestly, that that's what it looks like to me. And it and it's not just LeBron James. I mean, the only person that looks like they're really playing still is Rajon Rondo. I mean, Brandon and, Ingram's playing and pretty Brandon good. Ingram. Those were my two guys that that look like he's they actually still want to played play. a lot better lately. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. He's averaging like twenty five. The past month the past and a half, like... he he's been unstoppable. You weren't you aren't able to guard. Uh, Brandon Ingram, and and it shows you're not able to guard him with the way he's playing. And then and then uh, the mics caught LeBron James uh, last night walking off the court. He said, "Hey Brandon, it's you and me, whatever that means. You know, like whatever that means. Like he said it to Brandon Ingram. It's just you and me from now on. I mean, I I, I don't know how to take that, but it is what it is. I I mean, you look at it." LeBron James is struggling right now in L.A., and is it going to tarnish his legacy? Absolutely tarnishes his legacy. I don't want to hear any excuses about it. It tarnishes his legacy. If you're the so-called best player ever. You make the playoffs. And you can't make the playoffs with this team, which is, you know, not as talented as your teams the past couple of years, but you're still – it's not a terrible team. Like you said, how many wins did they have last year? They were in the mid-30s. I think they had 38 or 37 wins last year. I'm not 100% sure. So, 
you need you need I and I understand that you were injured for twenty some odd games. Eighteen games he missed. But eighteen games. Even be, even besides that, you should still be making the playoffs. Well, but that's but the this thing. is but this is a lot different than the East. This is the West, and, and it's a different animal. Y'all, y'all, diff, listen, totally different. Listen. You're playing these teams four times instead of two. It, it, it's a totally different animal when you have to go up against Houston, Golden State, o- Oklahoma City, Portland, Denver Nuggets, who are going to be a top three team, and they're going to be a scary team in the playoffs. And you play them four times. And you play them four times each, and then you play the rest of you guys in the division, which is Golden State and everybody, a, a couple more times. Like, it, it, it's 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 tough. Okay. It's not an easy thing, and I feel like LeBron James thought it was going to be nice and easy for him to just come in and make the playoffs, and it's showing that it's not easy, and this is what tarnishes his legacy. Don't get me wrong. I already thought LeBron James's legacy was tarnished when he formed a super team to win a championship, okay, even though he lost his first year to the Dallas Mavericks, which made me so incredibly happy watching him lose, <laughs> watching J.J. Barea just take over that entire series, okay? But he's the reason for all these super teams happening. There's no one else to blame but that, okay? you Your legacy is ruined. So, Vinny, let me ask you. Do you think his legacy is tarnished from any which way if he, if I mean, he doesn't make the playoffs? If you're the best player ever, then, like I said, you should be making the playoffs. The playoffs, this is the minimum. The bare minimum is the playoffs. This is, I'm not asking for a championship. I'm not asking for a top two, three seed. I'm asking you to make the playoffs. And this team... Has enough talent. This team in the beginning of the year was, uh, you know, the win total was what projected like 40, 45, yeah, 46. 45 and a half or 46. Something like that. And obviously, I don't think they're going to make that. No, they're not. And Absolutely not. And so, <laughs> I think it does take a little hit. I, I, he is expected as, you know, put it, put it to you this way. If Michael Jordan was in this position at his age, at 34, you think Michael Jordan doesn't make the playoffs? Absolutely not. He Michael, makes the playoffs. Easily. He makes the playoffs. Easily. It's easily. He has a different drive to me, similar to Kobe Bryant than LeBron James. And, you know, maybe LeBron James right now is not a leader to this team. No, he's not. He's not showing the leadership skills. And I, I'll be honest with you. You look, like, you look at the past guys and everything. These guys are leaders. Like, you look at the Kobe Bryants, you look at um, the Bill Russells, you look at the Tim Duncans, those guys are leaders, okay? LeBron James is not a leader. And I've actually said this quite a few times. I believe I he was a le- he he is a leader, and I believe he has been a leader, but I don't think this year he's been a good leader. I don't think he's been a – this year he hasn't been a good leader. Uh, I mean, I guess you could say he last get, year he, gets, he was. Sometimes he gets a little immature with his comments and, and whatnot. But, but in th- the years but past – that's something you don't see from real leaders. But but on the court, he shows – to me, he's shown leadership. He's shown leadership in the past, especially coming back from a 3-1 deficit in that series. Um, you know, I think he took huge strides in that in that year, becoming a leader – of that team of of uh this the whole city of Cleveland. This is not a team. He's usually he's using with the past. I mean, he's six of their last eight games. They lost their la- So, yeah. Uh the La uh Lakers are Lakers are home tonight against the Clippers. Even though it's, you know, basically a home game for both, but it is what he, I want to talk about uh uh who's a bigger mess. So I'm going to talk about the Celtics and the or the Lakers. Um with that, I'm the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.
You, you, you are listening to the Third and Long Show, and here's your host, Maddie Cavs. 631-676-2968 is the number to reach us here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is Third and Long, and I'm Maddie Caps. And now, here is the big question, and this has something to do with Vinny and I because we argue about this. He loves the Boston Celtics. I'm a big critic of them. Um, uh, no, no, no. I don't. Let's make this clear. You love I the do Raptors. not you love, love the, the Boston Celtics. You love the Raptors. You love Me the Raptors. Me and any love for any Boston team is right. not You're happening right. in this lifetime. I apologize. I apologize. Yeah, we need to restructure those words. Okay. I, I, I apologize. Um, but, but here's the question. Who is the bigger mess right now? The L.A. Lakers or the Boston Celtics? To me, it is definitely the Boston Celtics. Why? And that, I mean, what they have been going through right now. Well, first off, they're the better team. And and they had lofty predictions and, and expectations before the year began. I mean, this is a team that went to the Eastern Conference Finals last year without Kyrie Irving, without Gordon Hayward. You're adding two really good players. One is a, you know, perennial all-star to this team. And, you know, your you, your win projection at the beginning of the year was like 55, 56, 57 wins. And you're not going to sniff anywhere near that. And you're struggling right now to win home games. Home games that you should be winning. You should be winning. And it just seems like there is a disconnect on this team somehow. And... It, and it starts with Kyrie Irving, and you know I don't know if he enjoys this team as much. If he has one foot out the door with free agency, you don't know that. But right now, compared to the Lakers, who you know they had expectations to what? What was their expectations to make the playoffs? Forty-six to make and the half, playoffs. Wins, yeah. You had them as you know a you know a higher seed than I did. What was it? I had you them between. Three? No, I had them between three and eight. Because I I I always thought it was going to be the Warriors and Houston Rockets one and two, but I had the Lakers between three I, and eight. I had the Celtics between one and two. I don't. I th- I could see them falling, and I could, I, I definitely. Well, see they're not going to fall out of the playoffs. The no, 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 no. Not in the. Let's get one thing. Yeah, yeah. but the thing is with the Celtics, though. Sorry to no, interrupt you. No, no, it's you. fine. It's fine. They can resurrect this thing. They can get this thing back. They could bring this thing back on track. They have the opportunity to, whereas I think the Lakers is more bleak, I think, in in, in just making the playoffs. But they're, you know, goal-wise, Lakers is to make the playoffs. Celtics is to, you know, make the finals and, you know, anything can happen there. But, you know, right now, the Celtics can right the ship and it starts with Kyrie Irving. I mean, he is supposed to be the leader of this team. He's their best player on the team. And he needs to... He looks very, very disinterested as well. He doesn't look like he wants... He Don't looks, they? Isn't he, there a, 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 he looks disengaged. a similarity between LeBron and Kyrie right now? A little bit. Does that tell you something, though, maybe? As far as... Free agency over the summer. I mean, you can't, you can't take that off the, can't, off the table. Can't roll it out. Can't I still think out. if he leaves, he goes to New York. Well, yeah, he's always always said that he loves New York. I don't so. think he wants to go to He grew up in LA. Jersey, so he's right there. But 
you say the Boston Celtics, and they are in disarray. They, they, they're they losing games. First of all, they get blown out at home last night against the Houston Rockets, who they could beat the Houston Rockets, and they honestly, they they should have won last night. I mean, I know they got blown out by 20 points or whatever, uh, uh, 11 points, but they were down by 20-plus points the entire game. But they just come out flat. Now, the question remains, where, do, where does it all start with them? Does it start at the top? Does it start at the coaching? Does it start at the players? Does it start at Kyrie Irving? But that's the whole thing. If you want my opinion, I think the Lakers are a bigger mess than uh, than the Boston Celtics. And the Lakers are a bigger mess of the Boston, than the Boston Celtics because of LeBron James. LeBron James is the creator of messes. He is so negative in every which way when things aren't going right. But he is the he is the creator of messes, and the L.A. Lakers, in my opinion, are, are, are a bigger mess. There were so many expectations for these guys going forward that, oh, LeBron James coming over with this young crew, they could get to the playoffs, they could make a run and whatnot. The Boston Celtics are still sitting at the, at the number five spot right now in the NBA playoffs, so they still have a chance to get in, and like Vinny said, they could right the ship. But we actually have our first caller of the day, Mr. Jeff from Tampa. What's going on, Jeff? Dude, you guys want Kyrie with the Knicks? You guys can have him. You guys can have him. I, I'm. I listen, listen, listen. That's the that's the thing with all the Celtic fans now. They're like, oh, you can keep. You, See you later, you, Kyrie. Good, goodbye, Kyrie. Blah blah. If you want to go to the Lakers, you want to go to the Knicks. You know, you know, get out of here. We're better off without you. Kind of, kind of. Uh, don't I mean, you agree? You can, say, you can say it's all sour grapes, but the team definitely functions better without Kyrie. And it shows and it on the court. And it shows it on the court. And That's for sure. when you when you saw when Jalen Brown came back into the game for Kyrie, when Jalen Brown led that comeback down 24, whatever they were against the Rockets, they function much better with those pieces than they do with Kyrie. And truthfully, Kyrie on the Celtics feels like Carmelo on any team he's ever been on. He's a ball stopper, and he doesn't make guys around him better. But, it, but it, it's starting to feel like Kyrie Irving can't be the best player on a championship team. That he just can't be that number one guy on a championship team. Well, he could be a number two. He, 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 he could be a number two. And but he can't be the best player on the team. But the, the thing team. with Kyrie, he's such a he's such a good clutch player. He's a good shot, you know, playoff pl- he's a good playoff player. In, in all honesty, he he I mean, he was one of the, he was the reason they won that championship in against Golden State. Against absolutely. Golden State, he's a big shot maker. Uh I I know what you're saying, Jeff. But don't you think that you know in the playoffs it's a little different, and you need one of those guys. You need that's uh, you know that superstar. You know when the game slows down and it's more half court, you need someone like Kyrie more so than last year. I think that was the you know the biggest. They couldn't go. They could only go so far without Kyrie. I think. Um, you know, like last year. That might be true for this year, right? But you got to think. Okay, last year they failed. They for sure failed. Right, they they blew that lead and they lost against Cleveland. But as Tatum gets older and Jalen Brown gets older, I don't think that that's going to be no, the case. No, I agree with that. I agree with that because I think Tatum is coming into his own. I think you know, give him another year or two, and you know, he's going to be a really really good player. And I, I, and we I can think call it a failure, right? We can call it a failure because it was, but it was also Tatum Tatum's rookie year and Brown's sophomore year. So as they get older, things will start to hopefully get better for them. And truthfully. I think you're totally right. Ky- Kyrie thought he was a number one. He's not a number one. No, he's not. He's not. 
He and it's showing that he's not. And Jeff, you are crazy because the numbers and the metrics and all all, all the plus minus when Kyrie Irving's off the floor, the Celtics are a better team when Terry Rozier is running the point guard. And the question now remains: Do you insert Jalen Brown back into the starting job instead of Marcus Smart and have Marcus Smart come off the bench, which he did all of last year, basically? Yeah, when Jalen Brown, was I like Smart off the bench. I mean, he's that you know, kind of like that energizer bunny. He's a, he's a great defender on the ball, and um, I think he's just better suited for the bench. What do you think? Jeff? I like yeah, Jalen no, Brown. I, yeah, no, I told, I I totally agree. Like, I would be. You know, I would if it, if I had my way with the whole thing, and I said this to you before. <clears throat> I said this to you before the Celtics were even slumping. You can keep Kyrie. You can keep Kyrie. I'd rather go with a, a, a better rotation of Smart, Hayward, and Tatum and Brown than I would with Kyrie and Rozier in there too. The team just functions better that way. Well, that's because they move the ball, and you're 100 percent right because he does play that one man ball hog type one on one type situation like Carmelo Anthony does he's the, when he, he handles the ball. equivalent of Carmelo Anthony. When when he gets the ball, they stop playing as a team and it seems like the only thing that he can do is run around Al Horford and try to put up some crazy shots. Which he does hit on a on a sporadic basis, which he doesn't hit consistently. Yeah, I, I mean but Jeff, the question remains though, who do you think is the bigger mess, the Lakers or the Celtics right now? I mean, a, a bigger threat for what? No, mess, so, mess, like, mess, mess, mess. Bigger oh, mess. Yeah, the, the Celtics are the Celtics are definitely a better team than the Lakers. Yes, yes. The Celtics are, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't even think it's a question. I mean, the, the, the kids that are on the Lakers, they're bums as far as I'm concerned. They haven't showed it. Like, listen, you had Kevin Love and Iman Shumpert and J.R. Smith, and LeBron managed to drag that cast of characters into the NBA Finals. But also keep in mind, they were in the East, and Kevin Love at that time was still uh, all-star. Right, but everyone was thinking that LeBron could drag this. You know, everyone was saying how talented these kids were and how great they were going to be. Nah. No, it, ha- it hasn't happened, especially not this year. It hasn't happened. Um. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think I personally feel that it's the Lakers because I still think the Celtics can figure out and right the ship the right way. That's just my opinion. I just think the, the Lakers but are But I don't think mess. they could just turn on a switch and be like, okay, we're, no, you no, know. No, no, no. But now's the They're going to have to, you know, there's 20 games but, or but so Dan, left. There's 18 games left. Keep in mind they're in the number five spot and, in the playoffs. And they're going on a West Coast trip right now. The next game they're playing tomorrow against the Warriors. I know. They, then and at they play, Sacramento, and they play at, at the Lakers, at the Clippers. Yep. So, you know, this is here's not the, an easy schedule coming up. Here's, here's the thing with the Celtics, though, right? And they have been playing bad. I'm not even trying to tell you they haven't been playing bad. But no matter who they match up against in the playoffs, they certainly have a legit shot of beating all of those. Teams. Oh, absolutely. Agreed. Now, again, right? that's like if you go, agreed. If, if you go 100%. back to last year, in the first round when the Celtics played the Bucks, everyone was went like, to seven no games. way the Celtics get past the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they went to seven games. 100% right. correct. So, so, I mean, whoever you match them up against – they're going to have a fighting chance, you know? So, I mean, as bad as it's been. But this East is a lot better than last year's East. So it's yeah. going to be a lot tougher to get to where they got to last year compared. To, even though they have Kyrie and Gordon Hayward that they didn't have last year, it's still going to be, to me, tougher. And, and you know, if the if they play the Sixers well, in the first round. Better, though, too. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's. It, I, I mean, Philly definitely improved. I, Philly, I don't think Milwaukee that definitely like, improved. Last, Toronto like, like improved. Last year when the Celtics beat up on the Sixers, and it was just a beat down. The Celtics gave the Sixers. Yes, there was no, you know, there was no Jimmy Butler there, and Tobias and Harris, that kind of stuff. right? Harris, all that. Like the East is definitely beefing up. Yeah. So it's definitely, I think it's going to be a lot tougher for them to do what they did last year, this year. Absolutely. And, and I know I know Matt loves Philly this year, mm-hmm. and that, that's their first-round matchup. That would be, the, as of right now, their first-round matchup, Philly that, versus Boston. That's going to change because the Pacers are, are falling very quickly. They're not, though. I mean, I know, they, they, they keep winning. They're like eight out of the last ten. But keep in mind, the Celtics are only two games out from the number three seed, and the Sixers are one game behind they're them. They're three out of the three. Sixers are one game out. Sixers are game and uh, they're half a game out. Half a game out. So the Sixers are going to overtake them soon. Okay. I mean, look. Again, I say the Lakers are the bigger problem. I think they're the bigger mess because I don't think they can right the ship with everything that's going on because of LeBron James, and I think LeBron James is the reason of all this. And I love LeBron James. He's a fantastic basketball player, but he's the reason that the Lakers are in a state of flux right now. Of how they, they are. Just sit him down. They should just pack it in and sit him down. No, nah, you can't do that. Um, but the Boston Celtics, I, I still, I still think that they can right the ship and they could still go into the playoffs, Jeff, like you said, and beat any other team on any given night. And again, it's a seven game. Well, it's going to be a five game series. The first game, the first one, and then after that, it's seven game series. Uh, Go, going forward, so can they win the East? They could easily win the East. I'm not saying they can't, but now in the last 19 games of the season or 18 games, whatever they have left, they have to figure it out and right the ship, and and that all falls on Mr. Stevens, Mr. Brad Stevens. I he think, has to figure it out. I think what out. you're also seeing is, is definitely a power shift in the NBA as well because a lot of those players, good players from the West, have now come to the East. Like Mark Gasol is now a Toronto Raptor. Right? Yeah. Like if Kevin Durant suddenly went to the Knicks and Kyrie ended up with the Knicks, right? Like the East is starting to shape up to be the better division than the West. It'll it'll definitely be. I don't know, know if it's going to be better than the West. Maybe. But I think if that happens, if I Kevin mean, Durant comes over, let's just say, let's just say for for you know what Jeff just said, Kyrie and Durant went to the Knicks. The East stays the same. I mean. The Warriors are not a clear favorite next year then. I mean, it's a definitely spread out to where a bunch of teams can win the ch- championship next year, right? Absolutely. Right, but if you if you looked at it, if you were to look at it, if Kevin Durant were to leave the West, all of a sudden you'd have the Celtics, Sixers, Raptors, Knicks, probably the Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets have been super underrated. And the Pacers, you know, and, and the Bucks. You're 17 deep in the East yeah. all of a sudden if that were to happen. Yeah. Listen, could could it be the, switching? The East, the East for years has only been a three deep conference. Yeah, it's been a joke. If Kevin Durant were to go to the Knicks, should be seven deep. It, it listen, it's very very possible. And then the West would be, you know, three. I mean, the the Warriors would still be good. The Nuggets, Thunder, and Rockets. And then the like everyone else is everyone else is. Say that again. Nuggets, Portland Trailblazers. I don't think the Suns are too far off from being pretty good. Uh, they got a lot of young, good young pieces. With I mean, I don't think. And you know, the Kings are going to be good in a couple, in like two years. I think gonna they're going to be, be really good. good. I think they're going to be very good next year. If you want to be honest with you, it wouldn't even shock me if the Kings somehow get in that eighth playoff spot this year. If you want me to be completely honest with you, 
I think the Kings have a good shot of making the playoffs this year. Three, you, three I games. I think they could. It's you know, it's it. But you're seeing the power shift. For so long, the East was just dog poop. Yeah. You know, and and now the East is like like listen. If the Bucks made it to the finals, or the Sixers made it to the finals, or the Raptors made it to the finals, no one would, would be, be surprised if any one of those teams pulled off the, the win against the Warriors. Yes. This I mean, I this year, this year, deep. yes. The Warriors are just as deep now as are the Raptors are just as deep as the Warriors. With Siakam coming off the bench. No, uh, I I totally get it. I mean, obviously, I Vinny mean, loves the Raptors, but I love. I mean, the Warriors are all time great team. This is like this is an all time great lineup right now, and yeah, you're not gonna. I just don't think you're gonna beat that team seven in seven well, games. Well, first of all, in in the West, I don't. I can't see anybody beating them besides the Denver Nuggets. Uh, the no, I would say the Rock- Rockets. No have, way! With the way the Rockets play play basketball, they're they're not. That's not a championship. But they played a, a lot different and a lot better since Chris Paul has been back. No, no, no. You want to know what made the difference with the Houston Rockets is getting that assistant coach back, who who is the head of the defense department. But, because you look at their numbers uh, with with the defense, it is a thousand times better than when it was before he came back. Yeah, Chris Paul has a little to do with it, but you look at the defensive deficiencies and stuff. It's all well, because I think of this Chris coach. Paul has a lot to do with it. I, I mean, just said, no, I think he has a little to do with it. I don't think it's as much as you're making it out to seem. It's the it's it's the, it's the assistant coach. It's a hundred percent the assistant I can't, coach. I can't Since put too he much on the assistant coach. I I gotta go with the players that actually play the Vinny, game. And Vinny, Chris, Vinny, you you could say whatever. Chris Paul at the beginning of the season played every game until he got hurt in the middle of the season. He played every every game, yeah, but okay? I, I, what they, about now? The Rockets were awful. Well, listen, listen, let me <laughs> let, let me finish. The Rockets were awful. Talking about no Trevor be. Ariza, I mean, oh, no no Rashard and Mabute. Using Melo too is is a bad yeah, defensive but, plus. And keep in mind that coach wasn't there. The coach comes back after the All-Star break. Look at their record since the All-Star break. Look at the record. It's unimaginable. But I right think now. that has a lot to do with Chris Paul. That's just but, my but opinion. But Chris Paul was was playing before the All Star break. He but, came he came back like a week or two before the All Star break. But it, but this is the time where you ramp up towards the playoffs, and I just think that they're t- putting it to a different level. And I think Chris Paul is one of those players where I think it's James Harden more than Chris Paul. I mean, James Harden is just playing on another level. He's playing on an MVP level when he should. When you, you take forty something shots, no, Dan Tony is using Chris Paul more in that. You know, Pick and point roll. guard, Pick and offense, roll. absolutely, and you should see their record when Chris Paul has ten or more assists. It is. What's, what, I gotta, what's I gotta record? look it up again. But it's, it's crazy. Well, yeah. but but that's the thing. Like you, you say Chris Paul. I'm saying the assistant coach, and I, the reason why I'm saying the assistant coach is because I was listening to a radio show this morning on CBS Sports, and they were talking about that exact thing. And Chris Paul was brought up, but the I forgot this assistant coach's name. Who uh, for the Houston Rockets? Assistant coach, Houston Rockets. I forgot who it was, but I really want to. It, it doesn't, it matter, doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. I, I I know. I know they're a good team, and 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 I get that. But I mean, they probably could have beat the Warriors last year if it wasn't for the injury. Chris Paul, do you agree could've. with that? Absolutely. So could've. I think they they could. They have that. 
mindset that they could beat the Warriors. I'm not saying they would. I would. St- I just don't like the way they play basketball on the offensive end. The formula is just not not what I – I like what they're doing on defense. I think you're their act- offense is you're, the you're, least you're, of their concern. You're, you're actually seeing James Harden play defense this season, which is pretty remarkable because he hasn't played – he hasn't uh, – at least his last half of the season, he hasn't played defense since he came into the league, to be but honest But, Jeff, with I you. agree with you. Like the, the East, you could see the next couple of years, especially if all these – Things happen with the free agency. I mean, we don't know what Kawhi Leonard's going to do. But. So, so Jeff, before we go to break and whatnot, let me ask you this one more time. Who is the bigger mess, the Lakers or the Celtics? Right now it's the Celtics, but that's, like, temporary, right? Like, I, I think that's the Celtics why, are that, going to but, but that's why I can't say the Celtics. That's why I think it's the Lakers, the bigger mess. But the expectations what? were different. That's why I think it's the Celtics. Yeah, but but the Celtics don't have problems in the front office and with a star player. They LeBron, do have problems with a star player. Kyrie Irving's not throwing his teammates under the bus like LeBron James has been doing. Uh, you, I mean, you should see how he's been talking in the in the locker room lately. He hasn't been. It hasn't been. Uh, very, he, has, he hasn't been exactly throwing, been glowing. But he hasn't been throwing his guys under the bus. Is what I'm saying. Yesterday? What's up? Did you not see Kyrie's comment? When, yeah, that when he, he can't wait for this to be over, so he doesn't have to deal with yeah. this. SHIT anymore. Yeah, no, I know what he said. But again, he's not throwing his co- his guys, his players under the bus like LeBron James has been doing. There hasn't hasn't been a big stink for free agency like the Lakers were compared to the Celtics, even though the Wait, Celtics could have done something. It was all about right, the Lakers. Been... That's why they're the bigger oh. mess than the Celtics. Right, but here here's the difference, though, Matty. And I feel like this is going to be a completely legitimate question. Do you feel like Kyrie is not throwing his teammates under the bus because, oh, he's suddenly such a great teammate? Or do you think he's not throwing them under the bus because he knows that if he does, it could hurt him in free agency? First of all, I don't think nothing's going to hurt him in free agency. He's going to go out and get his big-time contract. So I, 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 I don't believe that. But I, Kyrie Irving has never been a good teammate. So that's, that, that's, like, really irrelevant to me, if you want to be honest with you. I, I'm just glad I'm not hearing. I mean, don't get me wrong. He could be talking crap to the media and whatnot. I mean, to the, maybe to their faces or whatever. But it's not getting out into the media about him throwing guys under the bus. That is what I'm saying. I know he's not a good teammate. He has never been a good teammate. Okay, he has never been that natural born leader. He wanted to be when he left LeBron James to go be that number one star player on a championship team, which he can't be because he's not that good enough. He doesn't have all the intangibles to be that number one star player on a championship team. Okay, but to say I, I, it's just my opinion. I, I just firmly believe that Kyrie Irving is not throwing his his guys under the bus because he maybe he's learning. I don't know. LeBron James I mean, is. I mean, but if you're looking for the bigger mess, it's got to be the Celtics, though, right? Because the Celtics are uh, they're legit having some real problems for a, or a team that was supposed to be a contender, right? The only problem the Lakers are really having is, is you know, it, it was a perception thing, right? Because all the Lakers fans were playing with their shake weights because, oh, we got LeBron, we got LeBron, and they thought it was going to automatically make it good. And it was just a, it was just a case of misplaced expectations. I don't know. You have to temper the expectations in this. And, you know, the Celtics... Right. The expectations were already there for yes. the Celtics. They yes. made to the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, dude, the expectations for the Lakers were just because, oh, oh, we're the Lakers and we got LeBron, so we're going to be good. Right? It was just... the expectations There was expectations of them to get to the Western the Conference Finals because of LeBron James going to L.A. and these young guys. Right. And it was completely unrealistic. 
because those guys, they stink. The Pelicans made the right move, turning down all of those bums for Anthony Davis. Right? Like, those are not guys that are going to be good on any team. Nah, no, I, I've, to say they're not going to be any good, first of all, LeBron, uh, Kyle Kuzma well, and Brandon Ingram are pretty, pretty darn good. Not saying they're superstars. I mean, I'm Jeff, saying they're pretty darn good. You seem to think from you know just listening to you that you probably think that Kyrie's not going to be a Celtic next year. Oh, I, I don't think that there's any chance that they're going to like give him a huge contract and keep him there. For so then, years. where would I mean, Anthony Davis go next year? Like it's either. I mean, I, mean, I don't think, I think he goes he, to the Celtics if if I think if Kyrie's I, I, not there. I still think he's going to the Lakers. I still think he's going but to the Lakers. But listen, the pieces are still there with the Celtics to like. You know, to have the Celtics be successful because if the Celtics are giving up, you know, the. You get up Jason Tatum? Right, no, but Brown would probably go, right? But I think you're going to have to give up uh, Tatum in that deal. Tatum is the prize piece in that deal. That's not even a question. Right, but it's going to be a case of one or the other. If they give up Tatum, they're keeping Brown. If they give up Brown, they're keeping Tatum. That's not true at all. That's not true at all. I don't think so. I think they would have to give up both. They would have to give up both of them in a first-round draft pick. Just feel like the contracts to work, too. Not even a question. Not even a question. You, 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 you can't say one or the other. For the what? I think it's a non-starter for the Celtics, then. Um, I think it's one or the other because you can't get, give up all of those draft picks and those two players because, let's face it, Jaylen We're Brown, probably giving up. Horf- Horford has another year, right? But nobody wants Horford. He's but no, but I'm just to make the contract. He's work. on the other side of thirty. Nobody wants Horford. But you're making the contracts work, so you're putting him in that deal plus Tatum plus draft picks, plus a first round draft pick plus Jalen Brown. That that is what they're going to ask for. Right, but Brown and Tatum are both better players than any of the players that the Lakers offered. Brown and Tatum. I like Kuzma. No, don't, first I of like all, Kuzma first better all, than Brown. I, 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 I was going to say, I'll give you Jason Tatum, okay, even though he hasn't really blown me away where I expected him to after his rookie year, okay? Um, Jalen Brown has done nothing. He may be more of a defensive guy, but his offense hasn't really improved drastically for his third year or whatever it is. So to say Jalen Brown is better than Ingram and Kuzma is just asinine in my opinion. I take both of them over Jalen Brown if you want me to be honest with you, but I don't take both of them over Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum is number one on my list. Yeah, I mean, I think the way Jalen Brown is going, I think, like, listen, Brown is stuck in in a problem right now because he's got, obviously, Kyrie ahead of him and Gordon Hayward ahead of him and Tatum ahead of him. Like, Brown is kind of in no man's land. Like, if they get rid of Kyrie, it frees him up to get more minutes. I think with the number of draft picks and stuff that's happening, they can throw in some players and still make it work. Uh... That'll be tough. I mean, it's something that could happen, but that would be extremely tough. I mean, you're talking, you can give the Celtics first-round pick, and granted, it's low, but they also own the Sacramento Kings first-round pick and the Memphis Grizzlies first-round pick. No, the Clippers. Clippers no, and the, Clippers and the, the Kings. Grizzlies. No, it's the Memphis Grizzlies. Don't they have the Clippers, too? No. That, oh, that, that was, that's, that that's if they option. don't make the playoffs this year. Yes. Then, they, well, then it turns the into... That, no, the Celtics have the option of either the Grizzlies or the Clippers pick, and the Grizzlies are miserable, so they have the Grizzlies pick. Mm-hmm. Listen, it, it, it's it's going to be pretty interesting to see how this all unfolds, especially come July first. I'm pretty Vin, when sure Vinny's, that the Grizzlies pick is protected when when Vinny calls it the Christmas of uh, the summer. July first, free agency starts for the NBA. 
But Jeff, we got to go to break, and then I'm going to get into a little NFL talk. Have you but, been uh, watching the combine, boy. buddy? Yeah, of course he has. Him I and I talk have, about I all the time. Some other uh, things going on as well, but I've been watching the combine for sure. Jeff, it's been awesome. I don't know if you're into that sort of stuff. The combine's been great. Oh, I know it has been excellent, excellent, excellent. This terrible wide receiver class is really showing out. Stop! 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 I mean, I That's still Mac- Metcalf good. is just on another He's, level as far as his physique. I, this is the number. This has been the number one receiver in my book for the past year and a half. He doesn't even look the like a receiver. The problem with Metcalf though is he's got injury concerns though. Well, now he will be because he's so ginormous. Was he always that big? No, so never. This is all of a sudden. Ever since his neck injury, and he was just in the gym every day. That's what it's from. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But if you look at the other receivers, man, dude, like, look at what those other receivers have freaking done. I told you to don't sleep on Paris Campbell. He ran the fastest time at the combine. Paris Campbell's a beast. Andy Isabella tied for the fastest time at the combine. We'll see. Gary Jennings showing out. We'll, like, we'll, there's a lot of good wide receivers in this class, man. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. But, Jeff, thanks for calling, bro. All right, boy. Vinny, can you, can you do me one favor, though, bud? Can you just say the Celtics are sacrificial lambs? That helped me out. <laughs> no, crazy, no, 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 no. <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> Thank- I mean, you got want to help us out again? No, you, you, already have, you already have two damn championships this year. I think you're good. <laughs> oh, well, I, I guess it's just destiny that we're going to lose then. Vinny Rubo doesn't want to give us the championship. <laughs> Thanks, right, Jeff. Boys, enjoy. Later. Oh, man. Jeff from Tampa giving us his insight on the NBA and Kyrie Irving. Of course, being a Celtic fan, he really believes that the Celtics are more of a disarray than the L.A. Lakers, which is completely false. But, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to go to a quick break. And when we come back from break, I'm going to get into some NFL news. I know I really didn't get into baseball news and talking to Vinny Rubo. I haven't gotten his opinion on the Bryce Harper situation. I'm going to get into baseball tomorrow, and uh, we'll talk about that tomorrow. But... Again, when we come back from break, we're going to get into a little bit of the NFL right here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You you are listening to the Third and Long Show. And here's your host, Matty Cavs. 631-676-2968 is the number to reach us here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. We actually have our second caller on the phone he goes by the name of Miami Heat, but we know him as Miami Heat. All the way down to Miami, Joe from Miami. What's up, Miami Heat? What's up, Maddie? What's up, Vinny? How are you, bro? What's up? Uh, doing great, actually, Maddie. Yeah? You know, now that I heard that, uh, I might be leaving. Where are you going? Uh, he might go to Redskins, actually. Oh, Ryan Tannehill. Now that that guy's gone, you know, uh, so you think Ryan Tannehill is going to be off to Washington? I think so. Uh, I got news for you. I don't think that's going to happen. And uh-huh. I, 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 and I'm going to tell you why. Because I think that Josh Rosen is going to be traded to the Washington Redskins. Oh my goodness! I'm going to I tell mean, you. I think he's going to get so traded. So Kyler Murray is going one. Number one to Cliff Kingsbury. That's what Cliff Kingsbury wants, and that's what he's going to get. I mean, but I heard uh, we might get Kyle Murray in Miami, Maddie. Yeah, no, uh, it's possible. It's possible if, if he, no it, one moves up. It, it's very I possible. Don't, I can't see him falling that far now. 
After uh, yeah. everything at the combine? I can't see him falling that far either. But, again, Miami, it is possible because before all this, he w- he was talked about him falling number 13 to Miami. But after all the revelations and what Cliff Kingsbury's saying in there, it's almost a done deal that Josh Rosen's going to get traded to Washington. And that's one of the things I wanted to talk about today is that. Oh, my goodness. And I'm... Well, I mean, we- we have to keep with the Tannehill saga then, huh, Matty? No, no, I think you're going to cut Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill is not a part of your future. He's going to be I don't be even gone. think he's, he's – yeah, I think he, they're done with him already. No, they didn't cut him yet. But, I mean, pretty or much. Or trade him, or trade him. They didn't do anything of the sort. But, yeah, Ryan Tannehill – He's not in their future. Yeah, he, he's gone. He's not in your Miami Miami Dolphin future. That That's one thing for sure. That brings relief, Matty. What? This is that a rebuilding year. For you guys, you're gonna have to suck for Tua. That and that would be the smart thing you would do. If if, if you did suck for Tua Tagovailoa, and then Miami, we took your head coach Adam Gase, and he's on my Jets now. He's the head coach. What do you think of that? Can I say something about Gase? He yes. sucks. Every Jet fan's Don't comical. Matt just said it. Tell him Miami, he sucks. Vinny. He yeah. sucks. Let me know. G- Gates is going to clean house, by the way. He is going to clean house. He is going to clean house because that whole franchise of the New York Jets, they suck. They do, Matty. They're awful. I mean, they're better than the Dolphins, but they suck. The only oh, good Mark. thing about the New York Jets. We got a lot of money. Is, is, well, two good things about the New York Jets. One of them is they have more money than God right now, besides the Indianapolis Colts, who have $107 million or whatever. And number two is that they have their franchise quarterback, which is a good thing for them, with no weapons. And you like him. I love him. So I love Sam Donald. It's a, it's a, it's a start. It's an absolute start. It's an absolute start. But this is back to your Miami Dolphins and Josh Rosen and all that good stuff. I'm going to tell you this, my good friend. Okay? You listening, Miami? I'm, I'm listening to you, Miami. Josh Rosen will be traded... By the Cardinals very soon. Before very the draft soon. or draft day? I think it's going to be happening before the draft. I think what that's I think that's going to happen. Well, if that happens, then we know definitely Murray's yeah, going to be Ky- one. Kyler Murray's going to go number one. Kyler Murray's going to go one. And you guys are going to have to... But when the season ended this season, there was there was stuff that came out that the Miami Dolphins were going to suck. They were going to suck for Tua. Like, that was their hashtag. They were going to suck for Tua, okay, okay. going going into um, – going in. They, they're going to tank this season because they wanted to go get Tua in the number one draft pick next year. That That's ideally one so of the stories I read. So that would goes two. No, no, no. Two, Bosa goes Bosa two this year. Bosa will go two. Yeah, to the San Francisco 49ers. And you 49ers. think the Jets get Quinn and Williams? I think that would be the best. That would be, first of all, the Jets are looking to trade that number three pick, number yes. one. Okay? But if they no, have... If, if there's a good offer. Yeah, well, but that's what I'm saying. But if they have the opportunity to go get Quinn and Williams, and even Jonah Williams, your offensive tackle, which you could use over there on the left side to protect... Sam Donald, yeah. The only bad thing about Jonah Williams is that his arms are kind of short for a tackle, but everything else he is unbelievable at. But, I mean, Quentin Williams, what did he have, like a 4-8, 40-yard dash? Did, did, four, did, eight. did you see Dexter Lawrence's 40-yard dash before he hurt himself? No. 
He he was the yep. fastest defensive lineman at at the combine, and this is the guy who got caught with PEDs that could have been given to him by Clemson. But if I'm the Miami Heat, I'm uh, not the Miami Heat, the Miami Dolphins. I'm not going to get Kyler Murray. You're not getting Kyler Murray this year. That's, this latest sure. mock draft has Dwayne Haskins going to the Giants I'm throw at up. six. Stop! I've been hearing that all day. At if that happens, six. I'm going to throw up. If that happens, okay, I am going to throw up. If if they go out and get that. This is about Josh Rosen right now. And I firmly believe he's gonna get he's gonna get traded to the Washington Redskins. Everything I'm reading and all the reports. Um This mock draft has the Dolphins at thirteen picking Devin White. Ooh linebacker, the linebacker from LSU. LSU. Ooh, that would be a great pickup for you, Miami Heat. Getting a nice linebacker from LSU, Devin White, number I mean, forty. You need everything. Yeah, well, yeah. The my the Miami Dolphins are a little bit of trouble. And Miami don't think that Vinny and I haven't forgot about the bet you owe us either. Right. I mean, hey, I totally forgot about it, you know? Well, you could forget about it. <laughs> Vinny and I have not forgotten about it. And we're waiting to come up with something real, real juicy for you to say oh, on the air. So I just wanted to give you a heads up with that on what's going on. Does Quincy have to be involved with this, Maddie? Who? Earl. Quincy Earl. Or, oh, Quincy? Um, yeah, Quint. <laughs> Qu- Quincy's going to be involved probably. I'm going to make you say something about Quincy. Or maybe you're going to have to confess your love to Speedy. Yeah, or maybe that, or maybe something with Jeff or Snug or something. But you're going to have to do something along those lines. We, we, Vinny and I haven't come up with something that good just yet, but let me tell you, it's coming, my friend. It's coming. It is. It's coming. But Miami, any, any, any last words before we let you go? I mean, I know you're Dolphins and you want to get Kyler Murray over there in Miami, which wouldn't be a bad pickup for you. But I don't it's see that happening. Like, I think Kyler Murray's going to go number one. Oh so. my goodness. Now, is he going to go to the Patriots, Matty? Who? Kyler Murray. How is Kyler Murray going to go to the Patriots if he's getting picked number one, my friend? Well, what are they, what are they like in the draft? Patriots are picking last. They won the Super Bowl. Oh, my goodness. Miami, come on. Clean it up, bro. Your Dolphins are picking 13th. Totally what? I totally forgot they won the Super Bowl. Oh, my How God, Miami. Forget? How can you forget this? Oh, God. I really don't <laughs> All right, Miami. It's time for you to go take a nap, put down the bottle of liquor, and call back oh. this week. <laughs> All right, Maddie. Miami, be good, bro. All right, Maddie. Be right, good. Maddie. Oh, I love when Miami Heat calls. He's obviously one of my favorite callers. He's an avid listener, ladies and gentlemen. Loves our show. Loves Quincy Earl. He loves Vinny. He loves Snug. Loves Jess. Not a big fan of Speedy, but <laughs> it is what it is. I love Speedy. But this is what I wanted to get into now is there are rumors circulating and intensifying that Josh Rosen is going to get traded to the Washington Redskins. Uh, NFL insider Tony Pauline has heard that the Redskins have openly spoken about trading for Josh Rosen. And again, Omar Kelly, one day later of the South Florida Sun Sentinel, added fuel to that fire that saying Kyler Murray is going to go be the number one overall pick and Josh Rosen will likely be traded before Do you think this, free agency starts. This is all starts. because of how he measured out because he was 5'10 and not 5'9. 5'9 and not 5'8. That Do you really think that, that was a big difference? I think it does. His, if, if you look at his numbers, at his height, his weight, his hand size, eerily, eerily similar to hands. Russell Wilson. Yeah. 
eerily similar to Russell Wilson. He weighs more. He he's about a quarter of an inch smaller than him, if that. Not even like a three eighths of an inch smaller. Um, his hand size is bigger, and I firmly believe that Kyler Murray has a bigger arm. And earlier on Sunday, yesterday, it was reported that Arizona Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury has been telling people that Kyler Murray is coming coming to Arizona was a done deal. If that is true and Rosen is heading to Washington, makes sense because Colt McCoy isn't going to win you many games in Washington, okay? And it's not even known if Alex Smith will ever play football again, let alone play at any point in 2019, you know? Rosen has plenty of arm talent, but he may not be a great fit in Arizona with Kingsbury calling the offense. What do you think Rosen will get in a trade? Uh, First and third. (sighs) No. You think more? Less. You think less? Maybe, maybe second a, and a second. Second and a fourth. I don't even know if they look at a second. Maybe a, you you know a how second. this goes. I think a second. Yeah, but it's going to take more than one draft pick to to do stuff like this. You know what I'm saying? I mean, trade trading Rosen to but, Washington would seem like a win win for all parties involved, especially if it's true. If Kingsbury is telling everyone that. Uh, Kyler Murray to Arizona is is a done deal, a locked up done deal. Then it's something that is going to happen, and this makes sense for the Washington I don't, Redskins. Then, I don't think they're going to have to give up that much, honestly. I mean, they're not moving positions in the draft; they're staying at one. I think it's just for a, a trade for Rosen, and I don't think I don't I I would be shocked if they got a first round pick. Um, I. I see what you're saying with that. It wouldn't shock me, though. It wouldn't shock me if they got a first-round pick. For if they did, it would be at the end of the draft. Um, Top, yeah. bottom, 25 to I 30, mean, maybe, maybe. Maybe bringing in a third team, but these are the rumors I'm hearing is that it's a done deal. Josh Rosen's going to get traded to Washington. Sorry, it's not going to be Tannehill traded there. It's going to be Josh Rosen traded. I mean, the Redskins have the 15th pick. They're not getting a 15th pick in my eyes. No, imagine getting the number one and the number first and 15th pick in the NFL draft. Like no. yeah, that would be unbelievable for the Arizona Cardinals. But yeah, that that's not going to happen. Okay, you look at it right now. The Arizona Cardinals. And Cliff Kingsbury wants to, wants to change the whole culture and organization. And Kingsbury is in absolute love with Kyler Murray. Okay, this would this trade would make both sense for both parties involved. Wouldn't you have to agree to that, though, Vinny? Wouldn't you agree it would make make sense to both parties? I think I think it's too early. I mean, Rosen's been in the league one year. I mean, I uh, you saw what happened to Jared Goff after one year. He would, he, you know, it's just. It, Whatever the right coach is, and who's to say that Kingsbury isn't the right coach for Josh Rosen? You don't know, and but you know, the coach has to be on board with their that quarterback. This is a young guy. I mean, he's only twenty-two, Rosen. So if he's not all in with Rosen, and he thinks that Kyler Murray is better suited for him, that he's got to tell management that. Yeah, no, it it's gonna have to happen, and that's one thing for sure. But again. I firmly believe Josh Rosen is out the door. I think Cliff Kingsbury has his eyes and sights set on Kyler Murray. Now, let's be clear. Rosen isn't available yet. He hasn't been publicly made clear that the the Cardinals have not made it clear that he's available as of yet. But you seem to think that it's going to be coming sooner rather than later, correct? The trade? Um, You would think so. 
You, I, I, I would think so. He would have to be available, but he is going to be available. Chris Kingsbury is going to make him available. And, and, and that's the one thing that's for sure. Kingsbury has his sights on Kyle well, Murray. Kingsbury is the coach. It's the head coach. But he's not going to – he doesn't – he's not the GM. But he's going to have a say who he wants at his quarterback. You're going to tell me he's not? No. That, uh, that's what I'm asking you. He, but right now, as of right now, the Cardinals have not made Rosen available. So, yeah, as of take now, that for what it's that. worth. Yeah, you're going to hear that right now. So it, it 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 is what it is. So I don't know. I think I think this is going to be a done deal very very soon. I think he's going to be traded before free agency starts in the NFL. Um, but that's just my opinion. Do you don't agree with me? You don't think he's going to get traded? If he does, I don't think it's going to be soon. I think it'll be more towards the 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 draft. You know, kind of like how, kind of like how the uh, Jets traded their pick. It was more towards April, and you're thinking more in the next week or so. So I don't, I don't believe that. I think Rosen. You know, it it all depends on what you think he's worth in the open market. I think they're going to be looking for a first round pick. I don't think they're going to get a first round pick for Rosen. So it, you know. It's. It also depends on what they're gonna, what they want, and what they're gonna get for Rosen. And that's gonna be the question. That is what what they want and what they're gonna get. But on to the next topic. I want to step away from Kyler Murray and Josh Rosen talk because, again, I think that's gonna happen, and I think it's gonna happen very, very soon. This is the big question right here. Before we go, are the Jaguars the best fit for Nick Foles? What do you think, Vinny? I'm gonna ask you that. Do you think the Jaguars are a good fit for Nick Foles? If if you think that he could help your team, I think he's a quarterback that goes he's a system quarterback, you think more so than than um you know, he's not a star. Even though we saw what he did in Philly, I don't believe that that translates to another team necessarily, but I think, you know, uh Tom Coughlin's a smart guy. I think he sees what Nick Foles can bring to a Jaguars team that's a good defensive team, even though, you know, last year they kind of like towards the end of the year, uh, you know, went off a little bit defensively. I think this could be a good thing for Nick Foles. I don't know if he's going to get $20 million, but, you know, that's up to the Jaguars. What about you? What do you think about this? I think... Nick Foles is a system quarterback. I think if he has a run game and he has – because the thing is, do I think he's better than Blake Bortles? Yes. Do I think he's going to be able to do more things than Blake Bortles? Absolutely. Okay? If Leonard Fournette's healthy and he has a run game, he's going to be able to do much more things like scramble out of the pocket, make plays. Okay? I do think he's a system quarterback. I don't know how well he's going to do in Jacksonville. Again, if Jacksonville's healthy – Jacksonville could be one of the best teams in the AFC South, okay? Because let's be real here. This past season, they were riddled with injuries on the offensive line, especially. Leonard Fournette's an idiot, can't stay healthy. And their wide receivers are nothing special. Tom Coughlin's going to have to right the ship right now in Jacksonville if he's going to go out and make a move for Nick Foles and pay him the money that Nick Foles is going to get, which is going to be at least $20 million a year. That's what he wants, or $18 million a year, $19 million a year. Yeah, but the Jaguars going to give him twenty mil. But that's what I'm saying. Are they going to do that? And if they do, they're going to have to put people 
uh, to surround him with talent. Leonard Fournette's there. If he stays healthy, fine, you have your run game. But you have to fix your offensive line, and you have to get him better receivers than what you have there now. And that's where I think it could cause a problem because I don't know if they have the flexibility to do things like that. That That's my issue right now with that. So it is, it, it is, what, it, it, it is what it is, I guess, at, at that standpoint. But I think he's a system quarterback. I don't know how well he'll do in Jacksonville. If Jacksonville, they're all healthy, and that offensive line is healthy like they were two years ago, then I'll give Nick Foles the and benefit of the doubt. who's he throwing to? That's my, that's my issue. Like, they're a good defensive team. That, that, that's my issue. That, that, that is my issue. Who are they going to go after in free agency or in the draft? Or what are they going to do? Because... They need to surround him with talent, just like the Jets need to surround Sam Darnold with offensive weapons, which we're going to talk about Le'Veon Bell tomorrow for you, my good friend. Um, just like the Jets need to surround Sam Darnold with weapons, if they're going to go after Nick Foles, they're going to have to surround him with weapons because you look at the Jacksonville Jaguars right now, okay? I'm going to go look at their ro- roster depth and all that nonsense. You look at the AFC South and the Jacksonville Jaguars right now and their, and their depth chart, okay? That's what I'm looking at. They're wide receivers right now. Keelan Cole. Moncrief shouldn't be. He's a free agent. Dante Moncrief, Didi Westbrook. Uh, John o, James O'Shaughnessy is their tight end. I mean, who are these So the Jaguars are basically admitting that they made a mistake with Blake Bortles. Correct? The, the Jaguars are basically making a... They're telling you that they made a mistake with Blake Bortles. Yes. Yes, they, they definitely did. And, I mean, I guess there's no other way to put it, but they don't have any offensive weapons. And I've always said that about the Jacksonville Jaguars. The, the Two years ago when they made the playoffs is because everyone stayed healthy. Blake Bortles managed the game, put the team in position to win, and their defense was one of the best defenses in the league at that time. And Leonard Fournette was able to run the ball. Now, this past year, they get injured. The offensive line, they lost three starters. Uh, Leonard Fournette couldn't stay healthy, and their offensive wide receivers are, are not number one type wide receivers. Sorry, Keelan Cole's not a number one. Dante Creef is not a number one. So that is what it is. But ladies and gentlemen, that's it for our show here at the Third and Long Hit the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. We will be back tomorrow at four o'clock, where we will be talking about Le'Veon Bell and the Pittsburgh Steelers saga with Antonio Brown as well. You're going to see me and Mr. Vinny Rubo here tomorrow as well. We'll be back tomorrow from 4 to 6 here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.